August 6, 2023. We're in Mesilat Sharim. we're in Perik Yotet, where Mesilat Sharim Ramchal is talking about the Bi'ur, the explanation, the interpretation of Halkea Hasidut, of the parts of uh, this character trait known as Hasidut, piety. And specifically in the conversation that we've been having, that Ramchal has been having with us, we've been focused and zoned in on Yir'ah, he already prefaced by telling us he's not referring to yir'ah of onish, a fear of being punished, and that's why we do one way or another, but rather what he's referred to, what many refer to as yir'at haromimut, in some way or fashion, the grandeur, the majesty, the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is what instills us with feelings of awe, of fear which is positively inspired. Now, until now, in this conversation, he described the shame that we might feel as a natural consequence of coming in contact, not physical, of course, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, realizing that he's melochola aretz kebodo, realizing that he's hakol bakol mikol kol, that he is infinite in expression, in potential, in, uh, in presence. Uh, that's something that can and should, as Harambam describes in Melchoti Sodeh Torah, make us feel very little. Now continues Mesilat Yisharim, he says, but what's the reaction? And the truth is, Harambam describes a reaction to this as well. Once you feel that smallness as a human being, you then have a certain passion to move forward again. And so Mesilat Yisharim Ramchal, in his own words, his own description, will describe for us, well, how do we move forward as a result of feeling that Yir'ah in the context of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? says, V'hineh dibarnu ad'ata, we've discussed until now, We've talked about um, the feelings of shame and maybe submission in the context of our relationship with God through Yirah. Let's now talk about kabod, honor. Again, somehow being inspired and feeling that awesomeness, the grandeur of God, will bring us to honoring Him. First, let's understand the concept. And then the context. He says, Hine, Kevod Hamitzvah Vikara, Kevar Hizhirunu Alav Hachamenu Zuchronam Livracha Veameru, Ze Eliva Anvehu, Etnae Lefanav Bemitzvot. He says, We already have a statement from the Hachamim in several places in Talmud that the rabbis envision and understand uh, the Pasuk as we're leaving Misraim, as we're singing songs of praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ze Eli Vehu. Fascinatingly, the rabbis read it as, not only are we talking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the abstract, but in the very practical. It's the rabbis envisioning through the words of Am Yisrael at that time, by feeling, by realizing, listen to the derasha, by pointing to Kivyachol HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence, I now, as a consequence, feel it necessary and appropriate to be mitzvot, to beautify mitzvot. Do you understand again? It's the feeling which inspires the action. It's not merely a derashav, the hachamim ramchal is hinting to us. Well, the pasuk says, and the rabbis say, you should beautify mitzvot. No, 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 understand the circumstance. Since I see hakadosh baruch Hu, I feel feel his presence as great, grand, and majestic, I therefore understand it as appropriate, as necessary, to beautify mitzvot. How do you beautify mitzvot? Explain the hachamim. Sisit na'eh, tefillin na'in, torah na'eh, lulav na'eh. Any and all of the mitzvot, over here it's a description of the hafzah shel mitzvah, the object of the mitzvah, the sisit, the tefillin, the sefer torah, the lulav, they shall be beautiful. 
It's a particular hidur, is the way we refer to it, as he will, as the hachamim do. Hidur mitzvah, beautifying the mitzvah. Now we have hidur mitzvah in the context of performance of the mitzvah as well. You can have a hidur in the context of, as he's describing it from the Gemara in several places, the object, that's what we call a hefta, but you have it in the context of the ma'aseh as well. What's a ma'aseh mitzvah? Well, the action that I perform, am I doing it in the utmost and most beautiful fashion as well? The classic examples, the Mishnah at the beginning of the last chapter of Masechet, Pesachim, where the statement of the Hachamim in the Mishnah is that of Pesachim samuch lemincha, and when it's Erev Pesach, and close to the time of Mincha, lo yochal adam, you shouldn't be eating. Uh, specifics about what you shouldn't be eating, but why not? And the Gemara explains so that you should have a, a, an excitement and an appetite for eating the matzah. The truth is, the Gemara explains it's relevant on Erev Shabbat, it's relevant on Erev Yom Tov in general. In general, but the concept again over there, as Rashbam and as Rashi point out, is that's Hidur Mitzvah as well. What's the object? It's not an object per se, it's an action. My action of eating should be Mehudar because I'm excited and I have the appetite to eat from it. Now, if you'll just for a moment with me think about uh, halachically, psychologically speaking, and thinking, well, what is this telling us? It tells us that when we're impressed by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when we feel His presence, we have an instinct, a realization that I should therefore go above and beyond with regards to performance of the mitzvot. Now, uh, Ramchal will talk about the significance in the context of saying, well, maybe you would say, who, is, who am I compared to him? He told me to do this, I'm going to go above and beyond. Uh, it's almost an audacity, it's inappropriate. Alternatively, and he doesn't say it explicitly, but between the lines, I read and understand that a hidur mitzvah, when a person acts in such a fashion, that is their self-expression. That's the act of creativity in the context of relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And what I mean by that is, we have a Torah which was given to us by Borei Olam. He told us exactly what to do and how to do it. Well, where does that leave me when I come in contact with him? When I realize his presence in my life, I can act ke'eved, who doesn't think and doesn't extend myself further, that stays. Stage one, where do you find your own expression in this relationship? If you really felt his grandeur, if you really felt his majesty in your presence, you'd say, I need to inject myself. How do you inject yourself? Well, first and foremost, through internal expression. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? That's certainly the subjective side is your expression, what we call a kiyum balev. It's a fulfillment internally. But even physically, even in terms of performance of the mitzvah, what Ramchal, what the Hakamim say to us is, how can you, how will you be creative above and beyond? Well, I'm just following the halacha. No, can you go beyond the halacha? Can you find how it's yours as opposed to his? Uh, what do you mean? It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded. That's right, he commanded you, but don't you feel him? Don't you see him right in front of you? You see him right in front of you. You can't suffice with just giving him the present without packaging it appropriately and putting a personal card onto it. How could you do so? It's one thing if you're mailing it in to a being who who's far and distant, you're never coming in contact with him. Uh, but if you're, if you're speaking with him, if you're feeling his presence in your life, it's impossible, it's not, it's not a reality that you could have otherwise. You see, the concept of 
of a Hidur Mitzvah, there's a, a vast and wide debate furthermore about what it means with regards to my performance of the Mitzvah. And we'll get into it a bit, but just to give you a, a, an analysis, which is often quoted from the Aharonim, is uh, Rashi, in his commentary to Masechet Sukkah, and Kafteta Mutbet, the Mishnah at the beginning of the third chapter of Masechet Sukkah says that Lulav HaGazul VeHayavesh Pasul. If it's a stolen Lulav, but if it's a dry Lulav as well, it's invalidated. Now, Lulav HaGazul is a long sugya there in the Gemara. Lulav HaYavesh is discussed as well. Rashi in his commentary says the reason is because it's not Hidur Mitzvah. The Pasuk says, Zekeli Vanveu, Hitnae Lefanabe Mitzvot, and it's not Nae, it's not beautiful, it's not appropriate. One second. This is a beautiful Hidur. If I don't have an expensive, I don't have an expensive etrog and lulav, it's invalidated? If my Sefer Torah is just written kadat kadin, but it's not beautiful, it's invalidated? Certainly not. We're talking about above and beyond. How could Rashi cite Hitna'el as the sourcing for lulav hayavesh pasul, like gazul, that it's even bidi'avad, to use the halachic terminology? The explanation that many give is that in, in principle, hidur mitzvah, touches upon not just a nice concept, not something that's separate from the performance or the actual mitzvah. It becomes part and parcel with the mitzvah. Let me repeat that. In other words, I could imagine that I did the mitzvah and I added on and it was beautiful. Alternatively, I performed and I did a beautiful mitzvah. There's two ways of understanding this. I have a relationship with my spouse. Sometimes I go above and beyond. Alternatively, my relationship is an above and beyond relationship with them. Any action that I do is expressed through that. Rashi, for one reason or another, understands that in the context of Lulav Hayavesh, the Hachamim told us it's posel, it invalidates even Bidi'avad under all circumstances. That doesn't mean it's always going to be that way, but in concept, the idea of Hidur Mitzvah, what he's teaching us, and there are many other proofs for this, um, the concept is one that goes into describing what your mitzvah is entirely. It's not just a separate concept. It's part and parcel of my relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's my expression in approaching Him. What am I doing? Well, I'm just doing the mitzvah and I'm injecting my creativity. No, no, no. Your creativity, your above and beyond is defining what it is over here. All right, that's the concept that uh, Mesilat Yisharim, in my mind, is hinting at uh, for us over here. It says, V'chen amru, and so too, the Hachamim say, in Masech Bavakaman, the end of the Gemara there, the description is that until a third of your possessions and of your, of your monetary um, savings, that's what you inject to the mitzvah in order to beautify it. Beyond a third... It's kivyachol, the hachamim, in a rare circumstance, tell you, if you go beyond that, it's Mishal HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's some sort of beracha inherent in going beyond that you'll be paid back, so to speak. In other words, until a third, well, that's on your account. Beyond that, you're able to stretch yourself beyond that. It's almost an aser kedeshetit asher circumstance. a promise of some sort in the eyes of the hachamim that there'll be payback. The way I understand this always is that um, to understand going above and beyond is to understand extending yourself in a relationship. When you extend yourself in a relationship to another, it's rare, it could exist, but it's rare that when I extended myself, they don't reciprocate at all. They felt it. If it was an authentic reaching out to you, actually looking to befriend you, actually looking and showing you 
that I care about you, it's hard to imagine that you're not in any way going to come back to me in that I, respect. I just have a small question on this. Also, the Gemara says a person shouldn't spend more third of his money on, 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 on uh, sadak, uh, a sadaqah or so on, otherwise he would become poor. This is not sadaqah, but here it's, it's a... Um, you go spend all your money on, uh, and, and then Hazrat Shalom, he will be in trouble. Yeah, uh, there are, and Rishonim do debate the specifics in terms of how to do this, but in concept, at the very least, in terms of Hidu Mitzvah, now understand, and, and uh, I, I, Musa has pointed out that I have, without saying it, misinterpreted the Gemara. The Gemara does not say Ad Shalish in terms of your possession. In terms of your possession, it's A person shouldn't spend more than a fifth. Over here, the Shalish is a reference to what's the value of the Ikar Mitzvah. How much does a regular Lulav cost? Nothing to do with how much I own. I said it wrong. Now, beyond that, I go up to a third. You go beyond a third, it's Michel HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But that's not in terms of my possession, as I translated it. It's in terms of the value of the Ikar Mitzvah. Says the Gemara, says Mesilat Yisharim further, You see the words of the Hakamim very clearly expressed. To perform the mitzvah at base level is one thing. To go beyond and honor it and beautify it is altogether different. And this is the critical paragraph. First and foremost, Mesilat Yesharim tells us what the incentive of a person who might say what we're about to read is. It's They're interested in making things more light and lenient for themselves. What might they say? The mistake that you might make is, you say, well, to honor, to beautify, that's for human beings. They are tempted, they are lured into uh, the pomp and ceremony. They think it's beautiful, and as a result, they feel better. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he's above that. He's meromam mitivarim mele. Bekevan shabitzvah na'aset la'amitah. Dai bezen, as a result, for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all you need to do, all you should do is perform the mitzvah in an authentic, genuine fashion. To be... Going above and beyond to be mitna'il lefanav b'mitzvot, achilak, that's not necessary. You're wasting your money. You just need to have the right intention. You need to do it a letter of the law. Omnam ha'emetu she'adon baruchu nikra kel ha'kabod v'anu hayavim l'chabedo afal pi she'eno sarich l'chvodenu ve'lo kevodenu hashu v'safun lefanav. So that's Mesilat Yisharim. And this is a point that he elaborates upon in Derech Hashem and in Da'atev Unot as well. It says that the concept and idea over here is such that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is known as Kel HaKabod. That's not to say in turn that he needs the Kabod, but it is to say that that's an expression of who he is in our appreciation of him. When I turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I need to imagine him. Even though realizing that he's not in need of this, I need to imagine him as a Melech Basar Vadam and above. In other words, if I were to turn to a king and just give letter of the law, it would be inappropriate. To in turn, turn uh, focus myself on HaKadosh Baruch Hu and just give letter of the law is to be, for me as a human being, missing the point. I need it for myself in the expression of a relationship with him. As in other words, it's it's so to speak in a circumstance, you know, lehavdil, but you know, if you want to you know, Harambam has 
I like to talk about this from time to time. Harambam talks about how a person is never supposed to become um, angry. Even in circumstances where it's ra'ui, it's appropriate to become angry. What does it mean that it's appropriate to be angry? I thought you're not supposed to be angry. What you can and maybe should be doing is, so to speak, l'shem sham, I'm not actually angry, but I'm expressing it to you because for you, you need to feel that anger in this circumstance. I'm not fully uh, articulating that properly. So, so too, so too, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, my relationship with him, I need to see him as kel hakabod for me. The creation of humanity, of the world, as Ramhala understands it and describes it, is never for Kabod of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's for human beings. I mean, he goes further in deliberating and, uh, excuse me, in, in, in analyzing and explaining exactly what that means that it's for us. But in terms of my relationship with God, nothing that I can or will do will change him. Nothing that I can or will do is necessary for him. It's rather for me. And as a result, to understand that it's for me is to understand that I need to treat this relationship in the way and through the lenses of a human being. Sorry, Ralph, question? No. Okay, says, says Ramchal, says, A person who can and should be doing more in terms of in terms of kabod mitzvah, he's been hote. Again, understand what it means. You've turned your relationship into a static one. You're thinking overly rational instead of realizing and understanding that this relationship is supposed to touch me as a human being. No, but I can't change HaKadosh Baruch That's true, but you could change yourself. And if you can't understand that, you're hote, you're understanding your HaKadosh Baruch so to speak, as not engaging with you, as you disconnected from him. Instead of playing this game of relationship, kivyachol, with HaKadosh Baruch in which I say to myself as a human being, I need to envision and understand them as kela kabod through you human terminology, vision, and expression, I'm saying, no, but he's not that. I've severed any connection from him. The uh, Yes? Can you also say that you don't think this way? And you think that, oh, I'm not doing it because Hashem is perfect and Hashem, whatever, then, you, then you're... But, but again, finish the sentence. That's right. If you say God is already perfect and therefore I don't need to do more, you're not lying in doing so. You're only disservicing yourself and your connection to him. Right, that's the point. The point is the same way the world is not a necessary place or reality for God, but rather for us, so that we come to Shilemut, so that we don't eat the Nahamad de Kisufa, and I think you, you know what I'm referring to. So, so too, the Kel HaKabod relationship is one that's for us, not for Him. But it's necessary. You know, if God doesn't need the world, by, by extension, Ralph, if God doesn't need the world, so why live in this world? He doesn't need me in this world. I'm not helping him in this world. May as well lo aleinu commit suicide. May as well go to sleep all day. May as well do nothing. He doesn't need me after all. Right? In other words, that's that's the extreme vision in this respect. It's a fatalistic vision. Uh, I'm nothing. I accept that he's melochol aretz kevodo. So what's the purpose of me being here? Unless and instead realizing, no, no, but it's purposed for you. And in turn, this kel hakabod, at least the way I understand it, is is identical or along the same line. Tuma shanavi malachim mit raim al Yisrael bidvar Hashem, echi tagishun ivelis bochen ra. 
וכי תגישו פסח וחולה אין רע, הקריבהו נא לפחתך, ירצך או הישא פניך. You think you could bring animals which are blinded or maimed or in some way imperfect? Would you bring them to the mayor, the governor of your town, and you're bringing it as a korban? Of course you might, we're getting, he's going to bring kain and evil, sure. You think that you could say, no, but al pidin, it's okay, it's a kadosh baruch, it's not a human being. It's exactly what the Navi Malachi is saying. You think you're going to have such a vision? You're missing the point of what it means to engage in a relationship with him as a human being. You see clearly, we can, by extension, understand that this is so for all mitzvot Amru, And indeed, the Hachamim have in Masechet Shabbat Rava. רמה פוזמקה ומסלה אמר היכון לקראת אלוהיך ישראל רבה would wear special socks when he would pray this is in the context of a class where we talked about shoes and socks but anyway the same as he would put on special ones and only then sully then pray he would say I need to prepare לקראת אלוהיך ישראל I need to prepare for HaKadosh Baruch Hu there's a concept and there's a notion of preparation and coming close to him and as a result and as a result realizing that the preparation will define this connection I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went ahead of it. But all true as well. Everything well. I'm a, a page ahead. So to the Hakamim Masechet Sukkah talk about having Mayim Migulim, using water for the libation of the Mizbeach, and you'll say to yourself wrongfully, well, I'll just strain it, I'll just make certain that it's clean, and then I'll use it. Wrongfully doing so, would you bring that to the governor? Would you bring that to an important human being for them to drink, to be sacrificed to them? just well I refined it you brought refined who you know there's always the refined water is the cheaper water when you buy Poland spring you're paying for the natural spring water that's the more expensive water it's more naturally fantastic and wonderful water as opposed to it being strained that's the statement over here as well ultimately speaking we're allowed to drink refined water even if it was nonetheless it's not the highest level of honor and grandeur that can be afforded to your relationship with God. So to the Hachamim Adoresh, this Pasuk in upcoming parasha, that as a neder is brought with regards to a sacrifice, it should be brought from the finest of your animals. Musa, here it is. The Hachamim rightfully reading the Pesukim in Bereshit Perek Dalit can't understand why was Hevel Umin Hato Akadosh Baruchu was He listened to it, he accepted it in some way, but Kain's not. It doesn't seem to match up. If anything, Hevel brought first. 
Cain brought second. Cain was the copy. Excuse me, Cain brought first. Hevel brought second. Hevel's the copycat. Why is HaKadosh Baruch Hu accepting his mincha but not Cain's? And what the Hachamim read carefully in the Pesukim and understand is that whereas Cain just brought, Hevel brought mibechorot sono mehelbehem. He brought from the finest, uh, the the or the best, the, or the, the firstborn, the fats of them. Cain brought from the pisolet, from the leftover in terms of the understanding of the rabbis, and that in turn was the difference between acceptance or not. Couldn't Cain claim, God, what's the difference? Ultimately speaking, I gave you something. Do you need this? It's not as if you're eating the fruits. It's not as if you're enjoying a meal. But alternatively, with regards to who you are and how you're expressing yourself to him, how you're reaching out to him for a relationship as a human being, well, it's inappropriate. It's wrong. And what in turn was the response? Accepted the minhav hevel, but not of kind. Ve omer, ve arur no hel vesh be idrozahav and odevis of ea moshad la hashem, kimelech gadol ani. The pasuk describes if you have a zahar, you have an animal which could be brought as a korban ola, but instead you bring moshad la hashem, you bring a not perfect animal. How terrible, how cursed are you? The kamad varim his hirunos, Hunam Vraha, Shaloyum svot bizuyot aleno, Faram Rukola, Hesef, Torah, Arom, Nikbar Arom, Penem bizu. Describe a person who, so to speak, holds a Sefer Torah while naked, will be buried naked. The Gemara goes on, if I'm not mistaken, to ask, Arum, Really, we're talking about how he's buried without clothing. Ela, Arum, He's Arum, he's naked from the proper fulfillment. But the idea, again, being the kabod that a person has, even with regards to their clothing, certainly with regards to their actions, as they enter into, as they engage in, an action with regards to HaKadosh Baruch Hu Torah. So, said Ha'ala'at, Bikurim Yihiyu, if you read the Mishnayot in Masechet Bikurim, says Ramchal, you'll already be able to appreciate different levels, uh, different grades in terms of mitzvot. Uh, what does it mean to bring Bikurim to first and foremost? You're bringing the first of your fruits. That in and of itself is significant, but that's a mitzvah from the Torah. Beyond that, what's the ox that f- with which you're bringing that Bikurim? Oh, what's the difference? I'm bringing the Bikurim into the Mishkan, into the Mikdash. Who cares what's bringing it? It makes a difference. What type of car I arrived at the hall with? Yeah, the description is it should be a Shor Holech Lifneim. The Karnaim, the horns were plated with gold. It had a certain crown on its head made out of Alezai. It made out of uh, leaves from an uh, olive tree. Uh, what's the difference? Everything that goes into it, the whole ceremony was a significant one for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Certainly not for us. Absolutely, the rich people would bring the fruits. The fruits were the important part in baskets made of gold, whereas the poorer people would bring the more simple ones. The Hachamim go on to describe different levels, again, different grades with regards to Hadaat So Ramchal on this says, look at Bikurim and in turn apply it to all other mitzvot. And as I mentioned earlier, Ramchal now says that Rava would wear special 
socks, as he would pray. Adam Rabotenu Zichronam Nivracha Al Pasuk Bichde Esav Hagadol Bena Hamudot In a Derasha about of all people, Esav wearing. Begadim hamudot of some sort, special clothing. Maraban Shimon Megamliel, Ani Shimashi Etab Bechadim Meluchlachin, Aval Esav, Kshayam Shamesh Etaviv, Loyam Shamesh Ela Bebichde Malchut. It's a description of even servicing your father, even being involved in a mitzvah of Kibuda Vaim, and seeing in Esav something positive. He wore fine clothing, he wore majestic monarch, clothing of the monarchy, of kingship. Can you imagine if that's the way we should be with regards to parents? who are flesh and blood. Certainly in the context of prayer, a person should be wearing fine clothing and sitting as you would in front of a great king. As a matter of fact, Ralph says that Kalvahomer that he just spoke out is the crux of the conversation over here. If you need to do it for a human being, certainly for Akadosh Baruch you'd say it's counterintuitive. He'll, in fact, in the next paragraph, quote it from Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman himself, the Gemara and Masechet Shabbat elsewhere says, he would be, we're not going to read it this moment, he would be entering and exiting his home on the Eid of Shabbat, bringing packages in and taking them out. In other words, setting up the house. And he was doing this all on his own. And he expressed, he said, the Gemara says, oh, can you imagine if my rabbis, Rabbi Amen, Rabbi Aser, were coming of course I would be doing this. Pause for a second. That's nonsense. That's ridiculous. You're doing it for human beings, of course, because they care about it. Says Ramchal, says, listen to the words of Rav Nachman. But I'm going a step further, Ralph, and explaining it. Even though Ramchal's touching, he's hinting at it, it's an expression that he needed to say for himself. We need to say that for ourselves. It's a concept which is for ourselves. That's the whole point of the Kalvahoma. The Kalvahoma is not that God needs it. That's a great claim that we need it in a relationship. We need to be playing that role in order to appreciate the reality that in truth is at hand. Um, the description then of, uh, of Ramhal through and through over here is uh, the idea that we've, that we've begun to, um, to, to, uh, to paint and that is this hitna elefanav b'mitzvot. That is realizing that as much as I can and would understand his greatness with a capital H as being above and beyond any of this, instead to realize that I'm a human being who's engaging with him, I need to, so to speak, get into this these things. I need to get into a reality where I'm able to express myself as a human being can and in turn must, uh, it should only be a challenge for each of us to be able to do so appropriately. I'll just conclude with his words over here. Rambhal said, the fancy clothing, the proper clothing is Bishaat Tefillah. He says, it's at the time that you're praying, maybe at the time that you're learning. The truth is the Gemara talks about a Talmit Hacham who has a, a stain on their clothing as being problematic. Do you understand why just a Talmit Hacham? The idea being for the average person, we feel the presence of God as we're praying. You're wearing fine clothing. The Talmit Hacham, the understanding is, if not because you're an important person, so to speak, but rather since you're feeling, and we hope you're feeling at all times, the presence of God in your life, how could I not be wearing fine clothing, clothing that are unbelievable? 
unblemished and don't have that stain. In other words, the idea being that as a human being who feels the presence and realizes the guidance and the um, existence of God in the manifested world that I am a part of, you should in turn be expressing yourself through actions, through ideas, through concepts, through clothing, through demeanor, which is appropriate of such. Baruch Adonai Amen, amen.